Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Hour number three, Terrific Tuesday. Nick Cannon, you here on the BetQL Network. One more hour with our friends at Stadium, and then the final hour, power hour of the show. You'll have to switch on over to twitch.tv backslash BetQL. And a loaded final two hours of the program. Greg Rosenthal from NFL Media, the Around the NFL podcast, joins us in 20 minutes, breaking down trade deadline day in the National Football League, and some of his thoughts on the big games this weekend, Eagles-Cowboys, Bengals-Bills, and more. Drew Dinsick, the whale capper, NBC Sports batting analyst, joins us in 40 minutes talking NFL and NBA. Final hour, power hour of the show features all our bets for tonight, including Game 4 of the World Series. Lockmas, Ken Barkley, going to tell you how to bet the Heisman Trophy right now in college football, and we'll give you more on the James Harden trade to Los Angeles specifically as it regards Tyrese Maxey and the Philadelphia 76ers. Some more fallout from the blockbuster NBA trade that sees James Harden go to Los Angeles to play with the Clippers coming up in the power hour, the final hour of the show. But for now, we continue with our Handicap Week 9 in the NFL. Four great games for us to discuss today. We did the Raiders and the Giants and the Eagles and the Cowboys to end last hour. We'll get to the Chargers and the Jets on Monday Night Football coming up in a couple of minutes. I think think you and I will be on the same side of that game. We talked about that a little bit off-air yesterday. We haven't talked about this game, though, with the Bengals and the Bills on Sunday night in Cincinnati. Although your analysis, Ken, this past Friday of this market was pretty prescient, right? So Buffalo beats Tampa, and you were saying, you know, we could see a massive flip in the point spread of this game based on what Cincinnati does on Sunday against San Francisco, especially if the Bengals look awesome. Well, they did. They looked awesome. Going to San Francisco, beat the Niners by two touchdowns, and the Niners just trade for Chase Young because they're probably like, hey, like we're 5-3, and three. we need more help on defense. Uh, and as a result of Cincinnati's win, Joe Burrow's back now, T. Higgins is healthy, Chase looks great, the defense looks great. We've now got Cincinnati in between a two and a half and a three point home favorite against Buffalo coming up on Sunday night. Total is 48 and a half. Now, these two teams did meet in the playoffs this past year. We bet Buffalo. It didn't go great. And obviously, like they played in week 17, the unfortunate DeMar Hamlin situation, the game postponed, since he looked great early in that game, obviously, before what happened with Hamlin and the game being postponed. So we've got Cincinnati, Ken, in between a two-and-a-half and a, a three-point home favorite, 48-and-a-half the total, pen, pencil, blood, or blank, Bengals and Bills Sunday night. Yeah, uh, yeah, we couldn't have we couldn't have nailed it anymore last week just with how high leverage the Bengals 49ers game was for affecting this point spread because this is this is like a Bengals are back number and it doesn't mean that they're not back they can be awesome the rest of the season I want them to be awesome I I was early and I thought I was dumb after the Titans game I was early on the Bengals like I think we should be buying like it kind of feels like we the prices are really good we should probably buy and then the Titans game happens and it just everybody makes fun of me and I'm like yeah maybe like I, there's a lot of time left but that wasn't great I at least picked the wrong time to buy and you see a game like Sunday and you just go oh no I'm good like I'm good <laughs> like no I don't know if I'm gonna win everything but like I'm I'm good like that's does Jake really have T-Pain still Jake 
does Jake still have Jake? Do you still have T Pain? I'm good. If so, play it. If not, can continue. Yeah, yeah. Just uh. <laughs> yeah, that was that was me watching the Bengals Niners game with no bets on it. Like I, that's what I was thinking. So, all right, we all watched that game. Burrow's MVP price price drops. And honestly, not as much as I thought it would, but it does drop. Uh, and and they look great in the game, and he looks healthy. And the Bengals to make the playoffs now seems more likely. Everyone kind of thinks the Bengals are back. And I give Pozzola a lot of credit when he came on last week. And we mentioned this too, that he, you know, it's one thing for us to be like, well, the Bengals could be good. I think everybody felt like they could be. And he was like, well, what I'm doing is I'm basically treating this like a new team, like coming out of the bye. Like we haven't even seen them play this year. And I'll start evaluating them basically based on this game, like Burrow finally healthy, week off. What does this look like? That's my kind of anchor for rating, uh, rating the Bengals the rest of the year. And if you did that, if you use that philosophy, then you're going to get a number like this. Like if you saw what you saw last week and you saw the Bengals played, then yeah, then they're like two and a half, three in this game against another really good AFC team. That's what they are. So I guess what your, your decision is in this game is you can kind of approach it one of two ways. Uh, you can be like, all right, the Bengals are onto something and Burrow looks great. Do they have more room to go? Like, are they really the best team in the AFC? Is that really what this is going to be? And that would be like outperforming expectation and beating Buffalo badly in this game. Like, do they have more room to go? They're just, get, maybe just getting started. Just beat the Niners. Are they really starting to roll? And we've seen, no, most of the time my answer to that would be no, but we've seen this team do that. And we've seen this team go on runs like that. So like, it is possible. Or like, it's very rare that a contrarian bet would involve a team like the Bills, but it would be like, actually, there are still flaws. And San Francisco moved the ball a lot in that game. And that was just one game. And maybe the Niners defense isn't what we think it is. Minnesota certainly proved that. Are there lots of kind of, are you a little skeptical that the Bengals are back? So I actually think there's room for both parties to make good arguments. And before we know the outcome of the game, to be, to feel good, to feel confident about which side they like. If forced to choose between the two, like which one do I think it is? Do I think it's, are, are the Bengals like, not only are they back, they're taking off and about to be something much different. Or is it actually like contrarian Buffalo and there was a little mirage in terms of what we saw? Uh, I actually think, and I would almost always pick the Bills in that situation, like in, in a normal game, I actually would pick the Bengals on this one. I would actually pick the Bengals on this one and think that like their ceiling is actually so insane and the Bills have been so vulnerable, we might actually have room left to go here. And I would never say that in like an NFL situation. Normally I'd always be like, well, hold on everybody. Like not so fast. No, so fast, so fast here. <laughs> like actually not, not so fast, so fast. And uh, I think I'm gonna end up betting the Bengals less than three in the game. I have not made the bet yet. Wanna see where the market goes. Uh, I do actually like Cincinnati. I'm, I'm riding the wave as opposed to trying to be against it. I, I like that we'll be on the same side here. And when you, when you actually, and you set it up really well, just as like from a host, like a hosting perspective, like Ken as a broadcast talent, like set that up really well, like leading to the crescendo of, you could do yeah. one of two things and where I'm where I'm standing and I, and I like Cincinnati in the game. So I'm like, I kind of hope Ken likes the Bengals here so we can be on the same side. I like that. Uh, I, I, I agree completely. Um, I think Buffalo does have a lot. I think the Bills are still awesome. Got a lot of flaws though. And since Cincinnati beat the crap out of them last year in the playoffs, and I understand, I know it's a different season, 
it's Burrow, and he's a total assassin, and they're playing at home, and it's in prime time if the number is going to be below three. The Bills just traded for Rasul Douglas from the Green Bay Packers, which is not something that moves the needle. But I think what it indicates is, I think Buffalo knows that like this is a really shaky defense that they have to shore up. I think Burrow's going to absolutely carve them up. Now, I also think Josh Allen can have a really nice game carving up a Bengals defense, Ken, to your point, and you mentioned this, like kind of a deceiving final score where the Bengals deserve to win the game, but I, I do think that the scoreline's a little flattering to Cincinnati. Like, Purdy, a couple, like, the turnover obviously down in the red zone going in. Christian McCaffrey had a fumble in the game where I think maybe that kind of, like, skews it a little bit towards Cincinnati. I, I like the over in this game also. And I know it's high yeah. compared to, like, scoring in the league has been at 48 and a half. Like, how are both offenses not having a lot of success? How are the Bengals not, like, naming their score in this game? How are the Bengals yeah. not, like, naming their score in this game against Buffalo? And then it's Josh Allen in catch-up mode. So I, I almost, like, can't decide what— I think I like the Bengals more because I have more faith in just, like, them to win the game by three. I sure. also, like, really like this over. Would like to believe that the Bills could generate more pressure on Joe Burrow than they could in the playoff game, at least. And Von Miller obviously didn't play in the well, playoff game last not. year. That was one of the things. <laughs> right, where, 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 where it was snowy and everybody was slipping. Apparently that was the excuse for what happened and why they didn't get pressure on Burrow. Um, so you would think, like, Miller and Floyd can do better? And uh, and teams have had success pressuring Burrow, at least getting pressure on him, maybe not getting home. And he's still been able to generate explosive plays anyway, even though he takes sacks. So like, OK, that is one way the game could go under. Uh, I do agree with you. I would actually and I would frame it this way, too. Like, is it do I really think this? But we'll bring it up for discussion. Like the Bengals defense in a lot of ways pretty flawed so far this year. A lot of points to a lot of different teams, a lot of yards to a lot of different teams. I don't think they can beat Buffalo in a game that goes under. I think it's like impossible. I think if they win, it's because like Burrow and the offense just stay white hot and they just keep scoring a ton of points. And Buffalo's going to score a little bit in the game, almost certainly. They're just too good not to against almost any opponent. Um, like obviously there are games where they can't, but just on average, like what do I think is going to happen? Yeah, I mean like the Bengals win in a in a crazy game, probably in a high scoring game as opposed to this nip and tuck 13-10 kind of a game where Burrow wins. That just doesn't strike me as very likely based on not what the teams are going to be at the end of the year, just like how they're trending right now. Like Bills have a lot of defensive problems. Bengals have a lot of defensive problems. That doesn't mean they can't be fixed by the end of the year in some ways. That's kind of where we're at right now. And Burrow's finally healthy. I I'm with you. Like it actually might be, might be like parlay Bengals in the over. That, is that the squarest thing ever? Like is... Here's a stupid question. What is the public's on Cincinnati in this game, right? Like, that has to be what it is because Burrow played so well last week and Buffalo's been so shaky. Is that what it is? I, I don't know if I have a good answer. By the way, I, I pulled... This is a really... This is a Sakai. This is like an expensive right. sneaker. I will I will eat this sneaker if the final score of the game is something like 13-10. I think this game oh is definitely going over. The if it's, if it's like 16-13, right. I, will, yeah. I will eat this. It's an expensive sneaker, too. I will eat that yeah. sneaker if the final score of the game is like 13-10, 16-13, 17-14, um, etc. What do I think the public's going to be on? Not that we care for betting. Just like when you have two big teams. It's a fun conversation, right? It's interesting. Yeah. What do you think they're on um, in Dolphins Chiefs? Can I answer a different... Uh, what do you probably think they're on in Cowboys Tennessee. Eagles? Eagles, Dallas. probably. No, Dallas. Dallas yes, just looked great. 
Dallas never gets they're the Cowboys are a really public team can I, can I ask what I think is maybe a more interesting question than who is the public okay. on in this game there are lots do of more interesting fe- questions than do, that question to be fair well to be no but like I think that is it is an interest in this particular instance it's like I think it's pretty yeah. interesting do we feel like the Bills and and look maybe Buffalo wins the game this is not like Cincinnati's oh, yeah. a lock to win like we're going to be right do we feel like Seattle almost won yeah. Like you, Seattle should have won against Cincinnati. Sure. Do we? Do we? And I bet the Bengals in that game. Like your setup was, normally, this is a spot where you would kind of step in and say, like, not so fast. Right. Like, Buffalo at we're, three. We're not. We're not there right. with Cincinnati. Yeah. Actually, it's like hashtag. Well, actually, I like Buffalo. I feel like there, are, and they could be right. I feel like that's going to be like a big like. Hashtag sports betting content creator. Oh, like we're overreacting. Something. Yes, oh, that's no my one overreacts. Don't want to do that. Yeah, nobody no, wants but to like, do you anything. do you, do you agree? Like that's I I can see like a lot of people, and that's going to be the case. Well, actually, <laughs> it's gone too. F- the look ahead was 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 Buffalo one. Right now it's going to be Cincy three. We've hashtag gone too far. Buffalo, right. and maybe that's right. But like, don't you th- maybe like, right. don't you think that's what it's going to be? I don't know. That's why I asked. I really have no idea. Uh, I don't, yeah, in, in all three of those games, like your high-profile, like MVP candidate games, all those kind of things, I don't. I don't know what like the consensus is about what people think is going to happen, and that isn't going to like. I like my bets, whether the consensus is on them or not. I do think it's just interesting though, just because like they're you know there's so many football fans. These are three huge games. Like I don't even know what people think about these. I, usually, I'm not very connected to what people think about stuff. I don't. I don't like scroll twitter and read this stuff or i don't watch any shows really on television about sports like at all um so i, I don't, i'm not really plugged in right, so yeah wait, so these so are three what's, games what's your guess? so what's your guess chiefs my, dolphins who's my the public guess on? is my chiefs dolphins uh yeah. i think the public will be on miami they've been on them in okay, both I was gonna say, test game they were on them in both test games so far this year they've been on miami big in both i'm trying to like i'm trying to think of like what like okay like what is the public better like kansas city just lost to denver yeah, Miami Mahomes looks yeah, terrible. It's, prob- it's probably Mi- yeah, Miami. Miami's yeah, offense is right. so awesome. Ramsey's back. Yeah. So Dallas blows out the Rams. Eagles like only win Eagles by seven bad. against Washington. Hurts is injured. Yeah. Okay. D- does the public know that Hurts is injured or no? Yeah, that was pretty high profile. Uh, they know that the uh, they know that the brotherly shove got stopped for like the first time. They definitely saw that. Maybe, um, maybe Mike Parsons he- got something cooking for that. You know. And Cincy Buffalo, you think the public is on which team? Oh, this is like the toughest one. I'll say Cincinnati. Buffalo's looked like so bad for like three, four straight weeks. And Burrow looked so good. It's Usually it's like, what was the last thing everyone saw? That's the thing that I think is going to happen again. Usually that's a good rule of thumb. Uh, I I don't think I'll bet the Eagles-Cowboys game. I, I think I'm definitely, I think I'm going to bet Kansas City. I think I'm going to bet the under too and just like... Hang on to my ass for three hours <laughs> on Sunday morning. Misery Sunday morning. Yeah, oh, what do you, what do you have in the game uh, for it to be not close and bad? Oh, good. Okay. You, yeah. you think you're going to bet KC also? I don't think I'm going to bet that. Uh, the, of the three games, the thing I am the most likely to bet is Cincinnati. The second most likely thing is the over in the Cincinnati game. And the third most likely thing is probably the over in the Philadelphia game. So you don't, you, you don't think you're going to have a bet for Chiefs Dolphins? Not right now, but like it's it's early. 
all of these games, the thing they also share, they're all around the key number of three. And depending on how injuries come in and things move, like maybe I, maybe we get some movement and it's, oh, I can capture three where I didn't think I would with a team or, or something like that. Uh, that could also create a bet. I love the Bengals. And it's, it's like so stupid because it's it, it goes against how I almost always bet the NFL or at least think about games. But I... I like, I, I don't think this is just like a one week and they're done and they go back to being average again. I really don't think that's what this is like. There are teams where I feel like that. This is not one of them. Oh, by the way, uh, Bills in week 10 after they lose to Cincinnati on Sunday night. Monday yeah, night home against Denver. Bills by yeah. a billion. Greg Rosenthal from NFL Media joins us next. <laughs> Judy covered, Wilson, and they get him, and it's Chase Young. Relentless pursuit, Jonathan Allen was there with the initial pressure, and then it was Young from the back. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Always great to hear the voice of my fellow Fordham Ram. My fellow Greek freak, the great Spiro Didas on CBS, call him one of Chase Young sacks. Chase Young, the most high-profile player to be moved at the trade deadline. San Francisco pulling off a stunner as we approach the buzzer at the trade deadline, acquiring Chase Young. We also saw Josh Dobbs get traded to the Minnesota Vikings. That's really interesting. We will talk about all of those moves coming up with Greg Rosenthal of NFL Media in just a moment. But for our live audience, especially those joining us now on Stadium, our pal Drew Dinsick, the whale capper from NBC Sports, will join us in 20 minutes. All of our bets for tonight in the power hour final hour of the show 40 minutes from now and of course including game four of the world series where apparently like a Dolis garcia may play well we'll we'll see we'll talk about that coming up next hour on the show but joining us right now to talk the trade deadline and some of the biggest games on the board this weekend on a lot of really good ones coming up week number nine in the national football league a guy i've known for a really long time and i think actually maybe like the sharpest nfl analyst on twitter where when think and i mean this sincerely and i do butter up guests when they come on but i mean this <laughs> yeah. sincerely like when when things happen like in games when greg rosenthal tweets like i think this is what's actually going on and i actually greg i gave you when when uh in the playoffs a couple years ago when jared goff when sean mcveigh like pulled jared goff and put john wolford in you immediately on twitter were like oh no he's benched like he benched jared goff this is not like an injury thing wolford's actually gonna start and then wolford did start the playoff game against seattle he got hurt goff came in and won the game then they lost to the packers but like greg i feel like his success rate with this kind of stuff is like 99 percent you gotta follow <laughs> Greg on Twitter at Greg Rosenthal. Check out the Around the NFL podcast, which is amazing. Been doing a great job there for years. Analyst for our friends over at NFL Media and on Twitter at Greg Rosenthal with two G's. Greg, welcome to You Better You Bet. Great to have you on the show. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, how's it going? It's doing, uh, it's going great. I mean, your memory is insane, Nick. But I, but I remember yeah. knowing, you know, getting to know you over over a decade ago. And yeah, that's one of my things. Once the Once the coach makes any sort of change, it's like, we're seeing in Atlanta right now. Desmond Ritter is benched. I don't need to wait till Wednesday. It's Taylor Heineke. He is starting this week. I don't need to wait. Right. And market for that game is really interesting. Obviously, Atlanta's opponent in that game, Minnesota. We think Jaron Hall. That's what O'Connell kind of says. They're preparing Jaron Hall to start. Also, they traded for Josh Dobbs. So, like, what do you think they'd like to do in the game, hypothetically, like if they had to kind of make their pick, right? So it can be that trade, Greg, if that, if that was kind of the most interesting thing to you. It could be Chase Young. It could be something else. But from the trade deadline, quarterback, non-quarterback, any application to this week, what were just some of the most interesting things for you? Yeah, I, I have a lot of thoughts on this trade deadline. Let's start with the Vikings just because – 
they have a legit chance to make the playoffs. They're in the seven spot now. They have a great head coach and talent uh, around Josh Dobbs. It's going to be Josh Dobbs, I believe, in the long run. Whether it's him this week or not, I think if you listen to Kevin O'Connell speak on Wednesday, he was leaving open the possibility uh, that he would either start or or come in for Jaron Hall if it doesn't work. And like that, that's a winnable game, I, I think, for the Vikings. I think they were better, certainly, than the 2022 Vikings, which is crazy because they were 13 and four. And I, I love when a team doesn't totally give up on a season. They didn't have to give up much for him. And, and Dobbs will be fine. He won't be great, but he'll be backup level. And they'll probably get to eight, nine, ten wins even. I want to ask you about the seven scene, Greg, and you mentioned Minnesota, like not giving up. They're going to go for it. Minnesota currently like in, in line for the seven seed, but maybe it's Atlanta that gets the seven seed. If New Orleans is going to end up winning the NFC South, we saw Matthew Stafford, like injure his thumb, like the Rams are in contention. We don't know who's starting for the Rams coming up on Sunday. My giants lose to the jets. You could have made a case. The giants were in contention. The commanders were in contention and maybe they still are betraying chase young and Montez sweat. Maybe like Ron Rivera, not happy with ownership there when it's all said and done. Done. Which team do you think ultimately does get the seven seed in the NFC playoffs? It, second place in the a- NFC South is probably like what the numbers would say, or like if I was just thinking analytically, what I would say, whether it's the Saints or the Falcons would be most likely. Just because if you look at their schedules, they're just so easy. I think the Vikings are the second best team, though. And I think Josh Dobbs, like it's not like Josh Dobbs is worse or, or that much worse than. Taylor Heineke or Desmond Ritter, and he's only down a little bit from Derek Carr. So I think they have a good chance, but my my if if I had to put like money on it, and I can't put any money on it. Yeah, I work for the NFL. I would probably go with whoever is second place in, in the NFC South. <laughs> sure. So maybe maybe Atlanta, Minnesota, like a super high leverage game for for playoff standings at the end of the year. Yeah, and Greg Tanya, maybe it's maybe call. it's Taylor Heineke and maybe it's Josh Dobbs. Like maybe that's the quarterback matchup that we that we end up getting, which would obviously be a lot different than what we thought it was going to be uh, a couple of weeks ago. So we we did NFC seed there. You, you said Greg that you had a lot of other thoughts about the trade deadline. Mm. Maybe like what you know the Cardinals get rid of Dobbs. Like are we going to see Kyler Murray or is it really going to be Clayton too? Maybe that's an angle. Just anything else about the trade deadline, or you can go Arizona if you want. <laughs> Yeah, the, the Toon Kyler thing is strange. It sounds like they're being ultra careful that he's 100% ready, but maybe mentally he's not all the way there. It's probably Toon this week. Our, our guy at NFL Network, Ian Rapport, says so. I just thought it was interesting. The Bears traded for Montez Sweat and gave a second, even though they're obviously not going anywhere this year at two and six. Uh, it was just creative that basically it, it's almost like an NBA style trade where you're trading for the rights to. Montez Sweat. You almost don't care about the next eight games, but it's so hard to get players in free agency in the door. Guys like Montez Sweat just don't become available. So you bring them in now and you're just totally confident you're going to sign them long-term. And if you can't, you'll franchise tag. Like they don't make that trade unless they are absolutely confident he's going to be there for a long time. And I don't think it's a dumb move, uh, a, a high second round pick, because I really think Montez Sweat uh, is a really strong player, like a top 15 edge player. Uh, in this league so you saw some creative moves like your Giants Nick you know they get rid of Lenny Williams and I thought that was interesting that they paid his entire salary and it and I think it was a smart move by both teams like you, there doesn't have to be a huge winner or loser but the Giants almost did like a Brock Osweiler move from the other from years ago where they essentially paid for a second round pick which I think is is good business for for where they were at 
You better you bet here with Nick and Ken. It is a terrific Tuesday, and we are talking the National Football League with the great Greg Rosenthal from NFL Media, the Around the NFL podcast on Twitter, at Greg Rosenthal. Greg, I want to go to uh, to the commanders here, playing your Patriots coming up on Sunday, and we have seen ba- movements in the betting market. I'll say this so you don't have to. Where the Patriots about a three-and-a-half-point home favorite now against Washington with the, the moves that Washington made, trading Chase Young and Montez Sweat. And I think it kind of raises an interesting question, both for Washington this week and maybe over the balance of the season where there's a lot of reporting, right? I think some of it coming from from uh, from some of your coworkers, right, that this was maybe like ownership making this call and maybe Ron Rivera's not totally on board with the decisions made by ownership to trade a couple of these players. And maybe this could be something that like galvanizes the team or maybe mm. the team kind of knows like this is not what this is not what it's going to be next year and like where Sam Howell's not going to be the quarterback. Rivera's not going to be the coach. Bienemy's not going to be the offensive coordinator. And maybe it's just like one of those years coming up the rest of the year now for the commanders. What do you think we see rest of year for Washington? And how do you think it impacts them, if at all, coming up on Sunday against the Patriots team desperately in need of a win? Yeah, I, I don't like the Patriots. Look, I have to pick scores every week for, for game day view on NFL Network, which is on Fridays. And and so so we're we're looking at what the margins are and everything. And I would have a hard time at the Patriots as a favorite against most anyone. Like they're just not better than the Washington commanders. Like if you just put them on a neutral field, I would say Washington's a little better. I think people overstate the impact of losing, let's say two good pass rushers like Chase Young and Sweat. Cause you can lose those guys to injuries. Anyways, they still have a pretty good defensive line. Like it football uh, for a defensive end. I don't know how much to me that would change like who could win this game. And I have very little confidence in the Patriots on a week-to-week basis. They they beat the Bills. That's a division matchup where they, they know the opponent. I, you obviously have a coaching advantage, but to me that is closer to just a coin flip type of game with New England. And I don't know Washington long-term. I, I hesitate to totally think they go in the tank because Ron Rivera has a knack of just winning games at the end of the season in Washington. They've they've rallied late in almost all these seasons, and they find a way to get to 7-8 nine wins and that wouldn't be surprising at least in a matchup like new england that that's one of those wins great we've been we've been doing an exercise on the show the last few weeks that i think is it kind of started as an accident or it's just something for a couple minutes and it's come kind of interesting we've been asking guests about it too like all right how how many teams do you think you need to just not for a hundred percent but to feel confident you have the super bowl champion this year and this spawned out of the idea of like <laughs> is it wide open is it wide open or is it actually like just the chiefs or is it a bunch of teams? Like what, what's your number really? So Nick has kind of been going back and forth, like six, seven, eight, kind of like the top contenders, like the teams that you should probably have like in the bucket is the way we say it. And I've been kind of adamant where it's like, I want Kansas city. And this was like weeks ago before Cincinnati won last week. I want Kansas city. I want San Francisco and I want Cincinnati. Cause that seems to be the only team that can beat Kansas city in a game. And so like my number was three and I'm kind of good not having anybody else. How many Whoa. teams, do you think you need, and I, I, so I'm at one extreme. I think Nick's more at the other where it's like, let's put a lot of teams in. How many teams are in your bucket right now where you're con- you're confident that you have the Super Bowl champion? I mean, what is, is does confident just mean over 50% or does confident let's mean Let's call like... it uh, over 75%. <laughs> okay. Wow. Um, it definitely would be more than that. I'm throwing Philly and Dallas in there and I'm throwing Baltimore in there. And then I think I'm good. I think I have the same list as you, no but Buffalo? that would be Oof. no Detroit. I mean, 75%. 
I would, yeah, maybe I would lose one of those teams, but I would keep Cincinnati and Buffalo pretty much at the same level. So that's four AFC teams. That's a big list. Uh, and that's <laughs> what three NFC teams, Philadelphia, yep. Dallas, and San Francisco. So that would be seven teams. That would be a big bucket. If like the, the numbers started changing, if I had to reduce the bucket, like I could probably make a list of five and still feel pretty good about it, but, but not, not totally confident. Now, far be it from me to make it about me or to ask a selfish question. I'm, I'm going to do that right now. Uh, we can we could do the Bills, Bengals, Eagles, Cowboys. We don't have a ton of time left, but um, Greg, I, I love your tweets about Josh McDaniels and the Raiders and the way that you kind of phrase them. <laughs> uh, I, I'll say it so you don't have to. He, he obviously sucks. He's the worst. The team's brutal. Garoppolo was terrible. Cost me a cover on Monday night against the Lions. Couldn't hit the uh, water. He fell out of a boat. That's on you. Yeah, it was, that's on you. Is it? Is it? Yes. If, that's honestly, a bad team. That's a bad team. And the Lions are me. a really good team. I know they're banged up, but I think they're a good team. Like, I would almost throw them in that mix. Like, it wouldn't totally stun me right. if the Lions won the Super Bowl. But that'd be a, that'll be a little extra. They're a good team. Well, well, th- thank you for kicking dirt on my grave from last night. I appreciate thank it. But that, that'll take us to, uh, to next week here uh, with my Giants. With Daniel Jones expected to be back in the lineup, maybe Andrew Thomas is back, maybe Evan Neal is back. The Giants have been getting bet, so the Raiders are less than a three-point home favorite right now. And as Ken brought up earlier in the Mm. show, we saw the Raiders a bigger favorite at home against Green Bay. The Raiders a bigger favorite at home against Pittsburgh. So, like, the people watch the Raiders. People think the Raiders are bad, and the Giants are getting bet in this game. What do you think we see on Sunday as Brian Dable needs to save his reputation in Sin City, Giants and Raiders on Sunday? Who wins the game? I mean, that game is just going to be such a disaster that I would want to stay away from it. But I, I took your Giants this last week, and I thought they would win that game against the Jets, even with Tyrod, and they almost ended up doing it. They should have done it uh, with your boy DeVito. So I think the Giants are a better team. That's where I would lean, but I would be afraid of of craziness happening at the end of that game, no matter what happens. <laughs> Greg, uh, who do you, who do you think wins the Chiefs Dolphins game in Germany here? And uh, maybe about thirty seconds, we'll do a couple other games. Ooh, I I haven't picked that game this year yet. This week, I kind of like the Chiefs because they're coming off of a loss. They just have that makeup, and the Dolphins' offense against a good defense hasn't been the same as they've been every other week of the season. So I think Kansas City's a little more complete. About 30 seconds for this one. Ken and I just talked about the Bengals-Bills game for the first time this week. We both mm. like Cincinnati in the game if the number is going to be below three, like Bengals to win this game by three points or more. Kind of like the over in the game as well. Where do you stand Sunday night football in Cincinnati with the Bengals and the Bills? I would lean Buffalo if you know you're getting points because – I do think I know right now the Bengals are playing their best. Like they're coming off a game where it just seems like they are unbeatable. I still think the bills best might be better and that we've seen that best for a three or four week stretch this year. So to me, if if one team's best is better than the other team's best, I think that's Buffalo. Uh, I'd be afraid of, of uh, picking the other team as a favorite, the Bengals as a favorite. Greg, we have like a hard 30 seconds, but I two two game picks Eagles, Cowboys, (laughs) Jets, Chargers, who, who wins both games? Nick and I haven't talked about Jets Chargers yet. You know, you, you put me under pressure here. It's Tuesday. Yes, You're giving me idea. a hard 30 seconds. Yeah. I'm wasting yes. it right here. Uh, I'm yeah. going Eagles. I'm always going Eagles. I had them winning the Super Bowl last year. I think they'll win it this year if I had to choose one team. And then I'm going Chargers. I, I think this Jets fairy tale ends soon. The, well, I, I, I will Rogers disagree with you. Back. 
The yeah, magazine well, throwing passes. Yeah. Joe, Joe Douglas kind of walked that back. I think he got himself yeah. into a little bit of a mess in his press conference early. He goes, "Yeah, Rogers is coming." Like, oh, I meant like with the team. Oh, not necessarily. Yes. Not necessarily like just on playing Earth. on the field. Uh, for people yeah. and for people that are not watching on video, shame on you. But if you are watching on video, you're listening to podcast form, you can't see Greg wearing one of the best shirts I've seen. Jerry from <laughs> Succession, one of the great characters in Succession. Uh, shout, shout out to uh, to Roman Roy with the uh, the shirt there for our guy Greg Rosenthal. Greg. Uh, and it is amazing. Greg, sincerely appreciate the time. You got to check out the Around the NFL podcast. And if, if you don't, which you probably have already because it's great, be sure to check it out. It's awesome. And analyst for our friends over at NFL Media on Twitter at Greg Rosenthal, my friend. Thank you very much for the time. Good luck with all your picks this weekend, not bets, but picks. And thank we hopefully we'll talk to I, you down the line. It still drives me crazy if I get them right or wrong. Appreciate you, Nick. The great Greg Rosenthal joining us here on You Better You Bet. On the other side, we'll welcome in our friend Drew Dinsick, the whale capper, NBC Sports betting analyst, talking NFL and NBA with Nick and Ken on a Tuesday. Clear it for Harden. Peaks of the clock. Harden got a body bump. Harden heaves it up. Oh, it's good! James Harden! Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. That call courtesy of the great Iron Eagle on TNT, James Harden, now a member of the Los Angeles Clippers. Does it matter at all from a betting perspective? Our guy Drew Dinsick, the whale capper, will talk Harden. We'll talk National Football League with Whale uh, and more coming up in a moment. But for our live audience right now watching on Stadium, this is our final segment for the day on Stadium. If you want to check out the final hour of the show, the Power Hour, which will feature hockey bets for tonight, NBA bets for tonight, uh, World Series bets for tonight, Game 4, where I think we're going to find out in the next hour if Adolis Garcia remains on the Texas Rangers roster. It's looking unlikely. Bruce Bochy addressing the media right now in, uh, in the desert saying, not good news on Adolis Garcia. So we'll talk about all of that next hour. Plus, how to bet the Heisman Trophy. Plus, Tyrese Maxey and most improved player and the games we've already bet for Week 9 in the NFL. So at the end of this segment, if you're watching on Stadium, flip on over twitch.tv backslash betql for the final hour, the power hour of the program. But joining us right now to wrap up hour number three on this Tuesday, we normally have him on Mondays. We really appreciate him making time for us today on this Tuesday. It was unavailable yesterday. We can't have a week of You Better You Bet without having our guy, the whale capper, Drew Densick, on the show. And it is Halloween, and we've had a bunch of guests on, and he was the only person that's worn even, like, semi-costumes. We appreciate that from uh, from Drew Densick, the whale capper, on Twitter at whale underscore capper, NBC Sports betting analyst, co-host of the Deep Dive podcast with our friend Andy Molitor. Whale, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, happy Halloween. Hey, happy Halloween to you guys. It's great to be on, and I uh, hope you guys are enjoying uh, this time of year. We had, of course, the sports equinox yesterday, and uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, getting prepped for the Breeders' Cup this weekend, too, so uh, just oh, like yeah. a little bit of everything going on right now in the handicapping space. It's a big week for us in the betting community, guys. Oh yeah, we got we got a we got a couple of tweets too. Like, are we gonna have uh, Samich back on to do to breed? I for totally forgot that was this weekend. Oh, maybe really maybe we should so. do that by the end of the week. Yeah, I'm, gonna hang, I'm hanging out with in. Andy and Samich in uh, in oh, Santa oh. Anita this weekend. So I'm oh, oh hello, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, That's pretty good. Uh, like the hat whale. Uh, so J- James Harden gets traded. I should probably be like, yeah. is it going to be trick or treat for the Clippers? Like, what do you think? What uh, <laughs> is there a is there a betting impact on this trade for you, like <laughs> Clippers? Like I, I like the Sixers whale. I like I kind of think the Sixers might be like really good this year. Like maybe even like deeper sure. in the playoffs. Good. James Harden gets traded. What was kind of the first thing that popped in your head? 
Uh, I mean, based on all history, it's going to be treat then trick. Uh, mm. I think my my favorite social media post about any of this was uh, somebody uh, tweeted, um, two happiest days of an NBA fan's life are when their team trades for James Harden and when their team trades away James Harden, the old, um, uh, you know, boat owners joke. Um, and yeah, I mean, he obviously has a, a relatively short shelf life to wherever he lands. Um, but I think the data kind of speaks pretty unequivocally that he has not kind of fallen supremely far off of his peak uh, and he should have at least another year left. I think you can say that about Kawhi Leonard. I think you can say that about Paul George. All three of those guys happen to be on the same team now, and the advanced stats love really all three of them. Uh, Kawhi has kind of taken his offensive game to a new level um, in the last year. Paul George is playing elite defense right now, and adding another you know facilitator, ball handler into the mix is... I think it's good. Uh, I don't ultimately have an idea of how Russell Westbrook fits with these guys. I think he wants to remain the starter, but ultimately will probably get benched uh, as they look for kind of a little bit more, I don't know, someone who can shoot uh, to go with the rest of those guys. And, uh, you know, ultimately, I think this puts the Clippers pretty clearly in the second best uh, slot in the Western Conference. The Western Conference, I guess, was it? NBA season just start one week ago. I guess it did, right? Uh, one, one week ago. Yep. One week ago, I would have been like, "Man, the West is nasty." So, oh my gosh, all there's so many good teams. Like, man, like who's who of you know teams fighting for two through ten? Uh, they all look flawed. I mean, this is uh, you know pretty clearly now. I think the Clippers are your two seed in the West if they stay healthy, um, and that's not you know that's not a guarantee certainly, especially with Kawhi Leonard on the court. But um, you know, I think I think that sets up a decent opportunity to bet against the Clippers in Game Seven in Denver. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a terrific Tuesday talking the NFL. Right now, the NBA with our pal Drew Dinsick, the Whale Capper, on Twitter at Whale underscore Capper. But it sounds like, well, like you're you're pretty bullish on the Clippers. Maybe you just said they're going to be the two seed, maybe get to a Western Conference final against Denver. So, like, are are the Clippers going to be a team early on here in the process that you're going to be looking to like bet on a game in game out basis? Obviously, price and opponent dependent, but just as a general philosophy. And like, and and do you think like their ceiling is to win the NBA championship this year? Is like that realistically for you in their range of outcomes this year? Uh, it is, but it's it's a narrow path and it uh, it's going to involve some luck. Um, not only do they have to stay healthy, but they probably, I don't know that the nuggets I think are, are so clearly my opinion, at least head and shoulders above the rest of the West that it's going to take a, a pretty meaningful injury or a couple of injuries for me to really kind of see a path to anyone beating them, particularly if the nuggets can secure home field or home court advantage. Um, but I think Clippers is a bet on not tonight, uh, considering who's available, which looks like maybe like what six guys are going to be available here for the Clippers tonight. Like they're going to have to dig pretty deep to uh, kind of complete roster minutes here tonight. And so I think Magic uh, kind of been the hot side today. I agree with that. I think the Magic are a bet tonight. Um, but uh, Clippers being a bet on through the months of November, December into January. Yeah, sure. I think at full strength, at full health, this is a really dynamic team. Right now, I rate them. Um, as a top six team in the NBA, uh, the only team ahead of them in the West is Boston. I'm assuming is Denver. Uh, I would have them behind Boston. I would have them behind Milwaukee. I would have them behind uh, Ken's 76ers. Um, and, uh, you know, just 
barely, barely, barely behind the way I power rate Miami right now. So um, I could see uh, the Clippers definitely winning some games in a Western Conference that looks a little bit uh, on the soft side. Uh, and I think, uh, unbel- I, I think in general the um, uh, the playoffs going, you know, you know being uh, on the other side of the bracket from Denver matters. Uh, but again, like I, I don't think. The upside of them winning the championship would have to be something happens to that Denver starting five because that that nucleus I would still I would still rate them uh, head and shoulders above whatever combination you come up with the Clippers here and uh, I'm not sure exactly how you get a win against them in a best of seven. Well, we'll do NFL bets in a second. So let's try like 30 to 60 seconds. I just like, I have to ask you this because when you came on before the mm-hmm. season, you had lots of really spicy award takes. You were talking about like, I, I agreed with you on a bunch of them. Some of them I was like, oh, I'm not so sure. We've watched a week of basketball. I've got like all new spicy award takes. I'm guessing you kind of yeah. do too, probably. Give me one and like literally like 30 to 60. So we have time for NFL. One award take that you're kind of really big on now having watched each team play. Yeah, they'll, today, you know, the conversation was all about Westbrook six man of the year. And I thought hard about it because it was a joke of a bet last year. People kind of making Westbrook the favorite in that market was absurd and insane because he got benched from the Lakers to be even eligible for six men. And, you know, when you get demoted uh, and then, you know, it, it's tough for voters to really wrap their head around, oh, we need to give this guy some pat on the back. Um, I think there's a chance that that probably happens again. Uh, it doesn't look like Westbrook really wants to take on a bench role with this Clippers team. The Clippers bench in general has, uh, you know, enough other creators that I don't know that he's going to have the opportunity to get to 30 minutes a game if he's playing coming off the bench so uh you're kind of back in the same position i think with westbrook where if he ends up being the six man it's because he's been demoted and that doesn't really have a very healthy whiff to it in terms of giving a guy an award so i'm gonna go with tim hardaway jr i think the mavs actually are kind of decent uh i think the mavs could potentially even get it to up to a third seed in the uh western conference now it's going to be tough for them to clear the bar to really get a six man into consideration, but Hardaway Jr. is uh, playing very well offensively. He's the clear engine when Luca is off the floor. Um, and so if the Mavs have team success, could he be a beneficiary? Sure. Um, I think uh, that one looks to me be the most wide open, and I'm kind of surprised that Hardaway is 30 to 1. Well, what's your favorite NFL look for this weekend, week nine here in about 30 seconds? And then I want to hit you on a couple big games. Yeah, I like Dallas. <clears throat> I think the Cowboys should be inside three. I think these teams match up perfectly. I think this is like a coin flippy type of game. The fact that Jalen Hurts is injured matters to me. The fact that the uh, Eagles can be had in the secondary matters. The fact that the Eagles are a little banged up on the off on the defensive line matters. Uh, this looks like a decent spot for the Cowboys to go into Philly to get a win and uh, to kind of continue the tradition of every week we think we know who the best team in the NFL is. They trip over their own feet, and uh, that's, uh, that's time for the Eagles. Uh, in general, this is the market high spot I have for the Eagles all season. Anyway, if you look at their schedule coming up, they go you know beyond this Dallas game, it's by, and then it's a whole bunch of games where they are just going to have an absolute rock fight on their hands. And so uh, Eagles going to take some damage here uh, in the near term, and I think uh, you're catching them at you know about as much of a premium as the market is going to make them all season. All right, lightning round here, 15 seconds per. Germany, Sunday morning, Chiefs two and a half against the Dolphins, total 50 and a half. Even if you don't have a bet, what's your lean? Chiefs-Dolphins, 15 uh, seconds. Yeah. I bet the Chiefs, and uh, it's uh, it doesn't feel great. <laughs> I'm nervous about that one. Uh, I just think that, uh, in general, the, I don't see how the Dolphins are stopping that team from getting to 30. 
Uh, Sunday night football, Bengals in between two and a half and three against the Bills, yeah. 48 and a half, 15 seconds. Yeah, I think the Bengals should be at three there. I think you have a healthy Bengals squad at long last against a Bills defense that still hasn't been downgraded as much as they need to by the market. Market making the Bills defense still right around top 10. I think they should be closer to the middle of the pack as currently rostered. So I think the Bengals can hang like 31 on them. Game of the week in the National Football League, 15 seconds. Raiders less than a three-point favorite against my Giants. <laughs> yeah, Giants money line. Don't even think twice. Wow. Jimmy hell, Garoppolo. Hell, hell yeah. <laughs> Hell Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo is not right. Josh McDaniels has lost that locker room. You, you're telling me after that performance, 40 minutes on the field for that defense for the Raiders that they're going to come, they're going to show up and they're going to play hard against the Giants and Daniel Jones and company coming to town. No way. Giants went out right. 10 seconds. More confidence in Will Levis or Kenny Pickett Thursday night. Steelers a three point favorite against the Titans. Uh, wow, that's a draw. I don't have a ton of confidence in those guys. I guess l- slightly lean Levis just because Vrabel's a coach that maybe I feel better going to war with on a, a short week than uh, Matt Canada operating in Kenny Pickett with rib injury. Uh, whale's the best. Got a lot in there. And that, that, was, that, that was a great lightning round with, uh, with Drew Dinsick, the whale capper. Uh, Drew, NBC Sports betting analyst, co-host of the Deep Dive Pod, along with our friend Andy Molitor. Whale supports us. Be sure to support him. Check out his endeavors at NBC and the Deep Dive Pod. And he is on Twitter at whale underscore capper. My friend, we sincerely appreciate it. Stay well. Good luck with the bets. We'll talk to you next week. Hey, best luck, you guys. Uh, flip on over if you're watching on stadium twitch.tv backslash betql for the power hour final hour of the show featuring all our bets coming up for tonight.